Uh, yeah, hi. Um, <laughs> hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Luke Who's Watching. Uh, today, I'm just going to talk about true crime documentaries, uh, yeah, sort of in a general uh, fashion, I guess. Um, I was looking at my spreadsheet here because I do have a spreadsheet of like films and things I've put on to watch and uh, a little bit down the list, I have, I've got a, a note that just says something on Netflix and I thought, you know what, I've been watching a couple of true crime docos on Netflix, um, so I, like, I could just talk about that instead of watching uh, something and then, how it usually, this is what I, what I usually do is I'll watch the film or whatever, take some notes and then record straight away, uh, but I was sort of... Quite honestly, I was like, I don't know if I can be bothered watching anything, um, <laughs> like now. Uh, so I am being lazy and am going to use my memory to remember what happened in these shows that I watched. But I think it's just going to be like a more of a general sort of talk about them. Now there is a couple on Netflix. So I'm going to sort of, I guess, use these two as an example. But one called Catching Killers, which is quite uh, interesting, and another one called Real Detective. Now they are. The format is basically the same, right? Um, well, in Real Detective, they only talk to, because it's, you know, they have the, the detective or the investigator uh, on there, and they talk, uh, you know, they tell us about the crime, about this particular investigation, and we see it in, like, a reenactment, which I think that is, um, I like that, I like that um, format. Uh, I think it works reasonably well. Now, the shows, as I say, Catching Killers is a Netflix production. Real Detective, I don't think is, but you know, they, they are. Real Detective is a little bit older, but it is somewhat the same. Now, I guess you could say the biggest difference between the two is the Netflix one, Catching Killers. We we hear from other detectives involved in the investigation uh, and other um, stakeholders. So I believe in one episode, somebody, we, one episode, it was quite interesting how the crime sort of transpired. But in one episode, we heard from uh, the detective, right? The person who was, I think, the DA of a district attorney head prosecutor or whatever of this particular town and it was a two-part episode and then in the second part we heard from a local crime reporter uh, as well but detective less so in that particular episode but um, you, you know you, you hear from different stakeholders so sometimes if a detective's working with a partner you know we hear you know they're sort of uh there, we hear you know the detective telling the story. We hear bits from their partner or somebody that they w would work with quite often, um, and then maybe sometimes you know there'll be you know a, a third party. There was one particular um, one particular episode. The crime was it was quite a um, involved. It was a big crime and a big manhunt sort of thing, and there was about three... I'll get into that, because I'm going to talk about how some of the crimes come unraveled, and they are comical, and how they get caught. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, there there was, I think, one episode. There was like about three or so detectives we heard from. Um, so, yeah, I feel like this is going to be like a quick episode, like a short one. But anyway, hey, doesn't matter. I was going to talk. Um, so both of them are quite good. I do like the, you know, you see your detective... Um, they're telling us about particular things or like so we went like you know we went to another scene and then you like the reenactment of sorts kicks in and they then you know see um, various uh, or we see you know what was happening at the crime at uh, the crime scene at the time so and of course they're real crimes that they they talk about and and whatever else so I get. I don't know, what sort of person, I'm just trying to think, what sort of person would watch a true crime documentary, <laughs> really, of sorts. I think I would say I mainly would watch it just to see, well, I guess this is the only reason why you'd watch it, watch or listen to true crime, is to see how, like, it's resolved, like, do, like how, how the person is, is caught, and in some aspects it is ridiculous um one of the one of the crimes uh the copped or their um they had a, a it forensics forensics guy quite literally just googled something and they had like a a picture of the um of their uh suspect <laughs> Which was, I'm like, you cannot be serious. It's so ridiculous, right? Um, so I'll, I'll get into that one specifically. So, like in the seventies and eighties in um, Kansas, there was there was some some crimes uh, happened, and you know the the murderer would send letters and all, you know the, the classic sort of stuff to the uh, coppers. Anyway, they were they didn't really have anywhere to go. No sort of dead ends. Couldn't get. Um, couldn't really, uh, no traction, I think is the, is the word to say, because it's, I think it's also the, the true crime show, I think also does illustrate or can help give you some context as to why it can take so long or be quite hard to catch somebody. Um, especially if you're going, you know, you're going to a lot of crime scenes and there is just no physical evidence whatsoever. It is, it is, you know, not great. Um, actually that, that one episode I did watch, it was a, it was a real detective one. This one was uh, specifically now the killer in this case was actually one of the local cops and they, so they they, the reason it sort of all snowballed, and they got onto this particular, um, this particular, uh, the, the police department, if I could use that terminology, due to tire tracks. So they had some tire tracks at the scene, which they they found out where they were from, and they were, or who made them, and what sort of tires they were, and they were like a snow tire, and the excuse me, and the investigators were like, well. That's unusual. Um, that's unusual because we're in like uh, Florida. You don't need a snow tire in Florida. So then that then led them to who like you know who makes the tires, 
what dealers sell them. They got into contact with like all the local dealers who sold like say Goodyear's, right? And they found out that the snow tires, some of them were shipped to Florida accidentally, right? And the local police department bought a set of these tires to go on one of their cruises. And then that then escalated into, so who was driving this um, vehicle the night of the crime? This copper did. And then, you know, they started doing some investigation on the, uh, would he be a a deputy, I guess? I think this area had a sheriff, so he'd probably be a deputy. I don't know. Anyway, I I will say that the investigators were... Uh, could I say from county division or whatever? Um, they were from out of, like it was a small town, and the investigator or the detective was, you know, he wasn't a local. He wasn't a cop, a local cop in this area. Um, so he might have been like from county division, just going to like this small town to in. Like investigating a crime that happened in this small sheriff's department. Is that how that would work? I don't know. Possibly. Um, but that was interesting. They just, like, it's, you know, it's the unraveling of it all is intriguing, right? I find. Um, and yeah, for example, another crime, uh, as I was saying, somebody from, uh, yeah, it was the crimes happening in the 70s and 80s or whatever. And nothing went, you know, it all went quiet. And then, like, in 2000, the police department got a letter from, apparently, this particular killer. And um, they started sending letters and whatever else. And one day, they were like, can I send a floppy, as in, like, a floppy disk? Can I be traced off that? So the police were like, they, (laughs) the killer's saying, can I send you a floppy disk as a test? Can you trace that? to a, a computer or anything and the police they were like well we can but we'll we will say no so they had to put like an ad in the paper right and it said like jib it's okay whatever send it send your floppy and like an address so they got a floppy disk the, they put it in their computer and it had a word document in it now they could the police um the forensics the it forensics guy was like able to trace the license, could see what the license was for the copy of Windows, um, not Windows, uh, Word it was, Microsoft Word. They were able to like trace that or f- find where the license was from and the username who had created the document. So they just like Googled it and they found a, got onto a website and there was like a picture that matched like it was like just say whatever society gym okay so they googled whatever society gym found like a profile on the whatever society website of gym and they were like oh is he our is that guy our um killer so they had like a suspect in that one which is it's that's like it's so ridiculous that is absolutely comical but yeah some the way i'm hitting my boom army i'm getting jazz hands um, yeah, so it's, that's like, yeah, interesting. And there is an episode, there is an episode, uh, I cannot, I think it's Catch and Kill is one, I believe. Yes, there is an episode where somebody is 
wrong two people are wrongfully convicted but it's it is interesting how that comes about uh it is interesting how, because they were like yeah we've did did the crime but it was like it's you know, this lady was like in a dodgy relationship with some guy and wanted him gone so she was like oh yeah he committed this crime and it just sort of escalated from there and they both ended up getting put away um <laughs> but you know what does what their stories had holes but they also made sense in ways um and then you know there was a two part episode the next episode was well some somebody was caught somewhere else by the police and they were like oh yeah I did that and you know it was it's all that was like okay, very interesting but um yes it is just interesting how i it is the unraveling for me of how somebody is caught that's i, I think you, that's probably why if you watch like you know, why do you watch law and order okay you don't watch it because you want to i don't know I, I was about to say you don't watch it because you don't want to see like good investigating but you want to i guess the end see the what would you call it the order you know the crime uh or sort of a person be um put away or whatever i think so if you're watching at, at least for me you're watching like a true crimey sort of show you it's always the build-up as to it's will they solve the crime and if so, how do they do it? Because there is, you know, in a quite a few of these uh, episodes, it is they're 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 like at a complete loss and not really sure, <laughs> you know, where the crime or how they're going to solve it because they just don't have any. Um, I think to use the term to have no idea is probably very harsh, but they just don't have any evidence good physical evidence to to or witnesses or anything that can take them into a particular direction to get a resolution but like they get one of course there is one episode where you know there was some crimes over a, a quite a period of time and then you know classic they stop but um you know they they investigated or they didn't investigate but they talked to somebody who was looking good in like the initial investigation and they had some dna and such which um the dna got frozen right now i think at the time the investigation actually got wound back because they weren't really going anywhere so um the investigation got wound back but they had they were taking lots of d this is like in the 80s early dna times and anyway, so later on, about 10 years or so later, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the detectives who were was on the case, uh, who was investigating, was actually, they then became the sheriff. So they could make some you know, decisions about various things. So they had D, the DNA, um, you know, retested. And they, some samples, you know, retested. And as a result, they... Um, 
somebody who they were talking to earlier or they did a brief investigation on earlier, during the initial investigation, who they were like, this person looked good. Um, it turns out, you know, they were sort of their their guy. And um, if the cop, the detective was like, I was, you know, not happy, of course, to find that out because if we could shut it down then, it's, you know, all this sort of stuff. So it is interesting um, watching, you know, they might have, the, the cream they get away and uh, all this sort of stuff. But yes, so uh, real crime, real crime, true crime docos, interesting to watch. These couple of Netflix are, you know, decent. I do like seeing the various, um, the, the coppers. There was one episode I watched and a d- detective came on and I don't know, he was like, suave and he looked like he was about like it's you're watching it and you're like are you old enough to be in, to be in charge of a major investigation like this like okay um yeah so it's, it's all very interesting so once i've so these two on on netflix one is is catching killers the other one real detective they're interesting. I think if you're somebody who listens to true crime documentaries, which are apparently, uh, uh, sorry, real crime, true crime podcasts, which are apparently quite interesting. Is There is one actually called, is it Case Files or something? I have no idea. Um, but, you know, there are some that are uh, quite popular. So I think if you're somebody who is into... That sort of stuff. Maybe giving one of these episodes a watch is, is uh, appropriate. You know, they're they're decent um, stuff. So, I guess I got to give. I have to give true crime um, documentaries a, a a toilet roll rating. Um, really, it depends. I think who you are, and if you're into into them, and why you're watching them. I think for me. Well, I guess you watch these sort of crime shows t- t- for the for the criminal to get caught. Is that ridiculous for me to say? So I'm going to give. I think I'm going to give true crime uh, shows. I think a four. I, I got four out of five toilet rolls. I think for true crime documentaries. At least these ones I've watched on on uh, Netflix are are solid. They're just. G- you know they're good. Also, the the production, right? I'm I'm big on production quality. If something looks good, I'm, I you know I'm all over it. Um. So production quality is good. So I really think if you want to, if you're into this sort of thing, most definitely could be worth a watch. On. Uh, Netflix. So yeah, the, the two I sort of watched mainly was Catching Killers and Real Detective. Catching Killers uh, is is like an ongoing series Netflix series. So they had uh, I think about four or five episodes out. They've they've done uh, two seasons. So they've had uh, yeah a few episodes out last um, recently actually just a month or two ago they had some episodes out. That was a series two. And um, yeah, there was episodes out uh, sort of last year as well. So yeah, and actually one episode I can't remember if it was a real detective or a catching killers one, but one of the I think it was a real detective. But one of the detectives was like a man of faith, you know. He was he was, uh, and that was 
and he was investigating like a church group, which was quite interesting indeed. And he was like, "This these people are like off off it, like they're crazy, like okay to speak and hoot." Because he's like, you know, he was like, "Oh, the Bible's this that," and he's like, "These people were just like crazy," which was actually that one was interesting. And also, you know, you'd have to say quite appropriate to this copper who was a, uh, uh, you know, religious and then investigating like a church group <laughs> was, um, yeah, that one was, that one was intriguing how he went about that. Uh, well, you know, the invest like he, he investigated as he would, but when he was interacting with the people, you know, from the church who were like a... Well, cult group's probably a hard term to use, but, you know, I really am can't, cannot find another word. And he was like, "This is these people are like, what's going on here is crazy. It's not right. Even though, like, it's all sort of, you know, crazy religion stuff. So, yeah, that's that. But, um, and also he had a great moustache as well. It was pretty, pretty banging. It was pretty great. Anyway, everybody, that's just some thoughts loosely of true crime, real crime uh, documentary slash show, uh, shows. So, yeah, a couple on Netflix, which I have mentioned. So if you have access to Netflix, you know, I understand not everybody has Netflix, okay, but if you, you know, go out, watch them, and, um, yeah, if you do, hope you enjoy them. Though I've I've made a big call and given them four out of five toilet rolls. Um, but, yeah, like, once again, you know, it's why, why do you watch it? Why are you watching them? I watched them to see how how the I guess it's just to slip up and how the crim's going to get caught and the unraveling at times is just comical, um, but then it is also frustrating watching the show and the investigators being like we had nothing we couldn't we like it was very frustrating for us draining for us because we had nothing these crimes are still happening and you know, we couldn't go anywhere with it. So that was also quite frustrating. But then once they they pull on a string and then everything unravels, um, that depending on how that happens is, it's just can be quite ridiculous. But um, like the guy with the Word document, I thought that was comical. Anyway, everybody, that is it for uh, this episode of Luke Who's Watching. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, like, sub and whatever else share it with somebody if you didn't well don't do any of that stuff so uh yeah i'll catch you all in the next episode everybody thank you